If you've ever been lost, you know what it's like. From simple things like losing your place in a book and having to find your place again, to being lost in a place that you do not know, that is not your home. Being separated from family, when you are lost, you yearn. Your soul cries out to find your place again. Have you found the place that you call your own? Your home? Have you found your tribe? Your family? Whether it be found or biological? What does it mean to have, to know, to experience a sense of place? Today we explore what it means to have a place where you feel at home. Let me pray. Jesus, once again, as we open up your word, Holy Spirit, we, are, we invite you to brood over us, each in our own place, that you would be at work in and through us, that as we open up your word, we open up ourselves to the things that you want to say to us today. Holy Spirit, would you speak to us once again deep? Would you move in us? Would you change us? Be more like Jesus. Amen. Today, I speak to you on the land which has been stewarded by successive generations of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulun Nation who have a deep sense of connection and identification with this land its water, its flora, and its fauna. I acknowledge their elders past, present, and emerging. In February 2008, Prime Minister Kevin Rudd made a formal apology to Australia's Indigenous people, particularly to the stolen generations whose lives had been blighted by past government policies and forced child removal and, in, and indigenous assimilation, taken from their place in the land, taken from their place in their families. Kevin Rudd said, We apologise for the laws and policies of successive parliaments and governments that have inflicted profound grief, suffering and loss on these our fellow Australians. We apologise especially for the removal of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children from their families, their communities and their country. Place. First place. Second place. Out of place. Misplaced. Displaced. Birthplace. To have a heart in the right place. To put someone back in their place. A meeting place, a hiding place, no place. Take the place, last place, between a rock and a hard place. Pride of place, to stay in place. A place for everything and everything in its place. Our language acknowledges the magnetic pull to find a home 
in a place and to, to have a place to call home. Yet for those that are taken from their homes, there is a cry from those displaced, a disorientation that this is not where I belong. I don't identify with this place. To acknowledge wrong, to say sorry, and to try to continue to try and make things right again for those either by force, deception, or out of ignorance and arrogance that we know better. In our world today, according to the United Nations, some 82.4 million people, three times the Australian population, are living in our world today forcibly displaced. Homes taken from them or where they no longer feel safe. To live in a building that is riddled with bullets that pepper the walls and fragments where photos of families once hung. For some, the connection um, is in our DNA. Place is a part of who we are. For others, the realities come in other ways. A news report in 2020 of the bushfires, as we see places that we know, that we grew up in, that we holidayed in, ravaged by fire. Eviction because of a default on rent. Or through work, we find ourselves in another place, even out of place. We find through the ripples of time an echo of things of the distant past that we, all of us, have in our DNA a, a connection to place, to earth, to dust. According to Jennifer Allen Craft, place is not just a piece of ground, it is the undeniable fact of our existence in relationship with the whole of creation. Leah read earlier from Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 and we are reminded then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed uh, the breath of life into the man's nostrils and the man became a living person. We recognize that like Adam and Eve our sense of identification with place comes by engaging with and contributing to it, tending it, caring for, co-creating with it. To make a space your own is significant, even with placement of furniture or pots in a rented home. A regular place to lay your head because you know where you can bed down for the night or to buy, or to build a place of your own home. Pride of place, a sense of place, are important to us all in one form or another. It's inherent in our DNA. It's the way Creator God has wired us, each of us, whether in the big smoke or whether out in the bush, to have a place called home in all its shapes and forms is important to us. As we've already discovered in our series, 
to be safe in that place, to have a space to call your own, a space for you, to be welcomed in that place are all ingredients, to be welcomed, to feel at home. Your birthplace forms a part of your identity. The place or places where you grow up in are the pages on which the chapters of your story, the narrative of your life are written. Have you ever taken someone to a place where you grew up and you told them stories about your connection with that place? When you do, your heart beats in rhythm with Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Yet a sense of place is stretched and experiences, of, and experiences significant tension in the life of the Son of God, Jesus. Born in Bethlehem, growing up in Nazareth, but rather than living as an adult in Jerusalem, the place of significance where the worship of Yahweh God is front and centre, the place where God is most manifestly represented, Yet Jesus instead chooses to base himself in a place on the fringes in Galilee because of the corruption and the unacceptance of the religious establishment. Jesus finds himself displaced from the place where he should have felt most welcome, most at home. But there is another way that you can feel a sense of place in our families. This is my family. Um, I'm the youngest of three children and in the top um, corner over there you can see me in the middle. I'm about six months old. My sister Anita is about three and my brother Philip is about five. This is the family home that I grew up in where I learnt to ride a bike going down the driveway where we painted marks of a tennis court on the road and we would play tennis on the road because it was such a quiet street where we grew up. And then you can see a photo of my family as adults with uh, my wife Mary and my brother's wife Karen in that photo as well. The place we sit in our family can often contribute to our identity. Birth order is considered by some researchers and psychologists as one of the most powerful influences on personality along with genetics, gender, temperament and parenting style. I wonder if you identify with this. It's been suggested that firstborns tend to be high achievers, perfectionists, responsible, goal setters, determined, rule keepers, detail people. Seconds and middles tend to be peacemakers, diplomatic, flexible, free spirits, generous, competitive, while the youngest children tend to be charmers, risk takers, outgoing, persistent, ideas people, creative and people willing to challenge authority. Just like identifying with land and geography, having a place in a family, biological or found, can bring with it a sense of identity and belonging. It helps to create and influence us, 
And we also influence and contribute to the family. Through our place, we add to the chapters of the story. Sometimes for better, and sometimes through pain. Like pieces of a jigsaw, finding place is important. It helps you to feel at home. While geographically it is helpful, relationally it should also be hopeful. Through the human story as revealed in the Bible, we see that having a sense of place through geography is helpful, but true hope is found by a relational sense of place. Who am I finds true form in whose am I? When asked about the times, uh, about the time uh, fiercely debated um, about the right place to worship, Jesus shifts the focus from a geographical place to a relational place. In John chapter 4, verse 19, we read, Sir, the woman said, You must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship, while we Samaritans claim that it is here on Mount Gerizim where our ancestors worshipped? Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him. The salvation comes through the Jews. But a time is coming, indeed is here now, when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. Later, the writer of the letter to the Hebrew people, rich with the tradition and the emphasis on geographical place. The writer has this to say in Hebrews 12, 18. You do not come to a physical mountain, to a place of flaming fire, darkness, gloom and whirlwind, as the Israelites did in Mount Sinai. For they heard an awesome trumpet blast and a voice so terrible that they begged God to stop speaking. Then the writer goes on to say about a relational place in verses 23 and 24. You have come to an assembly of God's firstborn children whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God himself who is the judge over all things. You have come to the spirits of the righteous ones in heaven who have now been made perfect. You have come to Jesus, the one who mediates the new covenant between God and people. In Jesus, our true identity is transformed. It is infused with hope and fully realised in relationship. In our place in Jesus' family, it is a place of security, of stability, and, and especially when the world seems to be turned upside down. In John 14, 1-6, we read, 
Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my Father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you, so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way to where I'm going. No, we don't know, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus told him about the relational place. I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The geographical place in my Father's home is only possible because of a relational place with Jesus. It's a pity that even today we can think that coming to church is about a physical place rather than a relational place. For Northern, we have historically and we continue to recognise that geographical place, as important as it is, is no substitute for a relational place. We know that um, we could come each week to a geographical place and still find ourselves relationally displaced. To feel like home is about finding your place, to find your place relationally by investing in others, but also to have others invest in you. To feel like you have a place here, a place where you are missed, a place where you can take time to connect, a place where you can share life. But there is a parallel between experiencing a sense of place relationally with feeling a sense of place geographically. Have you ever noticed that when you invest and contribute to something, your sense of place geographically grows? When you renovate a home, when you redo a garden, when you hang that picture on the wall in just the right place, you contribute to a sense of place for yourself. The same goes for a sense of place relationally. That's why the sense of abiding relationally with Jesus is, as the true grapevine in John 15 is such significant language. When we abide, when we contribute to a sense of relational place, we contribute to bearing good fruit. I realise that it is tough at the moment to connect. And the thought of more screen time can just have us go cold. But connecting with place, connecting with family, connecting with spiritual home continues to invest in life, not just now, but also for the future. We abide with Jesus when we abide with each other. We don't abide in Jesus alone. For Northern, we long to grow in our identification geographically, where we where God has a physical place for us. But even more, 
We want to grow in our sense of place relationally. As we grow, we will welcome others to this relational place. We will continue to contribute to and value them and we will welcome and, uh, the con- contribution and the, in- the investment of others to help Northern to become all that God wants us to be. If we want to see God's kingdom come and the values of God's kingdom come to earth as they are in heaven, then there is room for others in God's eternal kingdom. Then we want to make sure that there is also room geographically, but also relationally for others now. That people coming to Northern will feel that this is a place for them to grow, to grow in their understanding of God, to grow relationally with other followers of Jesus. We seek to live life well. Let me pray. Jesus, I can't imagine how tough it must have been for you to walk through those streets of Jerusalem where monuments and buildings were built in the worship of your heart, the worship of you, but to be rejected, to be displaced. It's a little wonder that you, you use the language that as foxes have holes, and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. That you lacked a sense of home because of the rejection of others. Lord, you found your place on the fringes. Help us to look to the fringes, to those that are longing for a sense of place today. To those that feel displaced May Australia, as we've talked about earlier in the service, may Australia be a sense of place, of safety for those fleeing persecution, for those being displaced around the world. For Northern, may we continue to grow. May we continue to have people find their place here. Not just geographically in this world, in whatever form it might be. But relationally, may they find their place here as they tend, as they invest, and as we invest and tend with them. May we abide in Jesus together in such a special relational place. Amen. So how might we respond today? Well, I've got a few questions for us to reflect on. And in a moment, some music's going to be played, and I invite you to spend time with Jesus as we reflect on these questions together. What helps you have a place that feels like home, whether it be geographically or relationally? What are the elements, what are the qualities of that? Take some time to reflect on that. How could others feel like they have a place at Northern? When you think of some of those things that you value, that help you to feel in a, a special place, a place that you call home, relationally or geographically, how can we help others to experience that at Northern?
what has been your priority in the past? Northern as a physical place or northern as a relational place? And what might God be saying to you to see that change or grow? As I said, some music's going to be played. I invite you to spend some time with God now.